Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Morning, everybody. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Hope you all had a great weekend. I see you on the chat. Dino, Duncan, Dave, paint, 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 Zen Bullis. Uh, bullish, excuse me, can't talk today. Boris uh, Shawson, Shawson, man, if only I knew about the Shopify split on Friday. If only I knew. Truthfully, it was George Gotch who reminded me in the chat that I had said previously Shopify, I would buy a Shopify at 600, and I didn't realize it was there. So, George Gotch, thanks to you, man. Uh, we got to talk about Shopify today. We will talk about uh, the never-ending saga between Twitter and Elon Musk, the latest twist uh, out uh, overnight. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk airlines with uh, JetBlue. We will talk about the AT&T spinoff of Warner Media, which is complete today. We'll help you understand where the stock should be trading. We have a deal in the cyberspace sale point. We can discuss that. We will take questions from our chat. And yes, obviously, today is Monday which means it is time for Market Structure Mondays with Tim Quas. It'll be at 8.35. So you know what to do. Go ahead. Smash that like button, please, and thank you. And let's get this show on the road. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's start as always with Joel Elkanen and his charts. Joel, good morning. Uh, how was your weekend and how are we doing this morning? Uh- we're doing okay. Little echo there, but uh, did you hear that big storm this morning? That, oh my it, gosh! Did I? It, 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 I heard it in the shower. That's how loud it was. That was a big one. Thought, boom! There goes my power. But no, no can do. But little power out of the market here. Uh, down twenty eight handles at forty five at fifty five fifty. Uh, we have crude trading in the red here. Boy, oh boy. We're almost back to uh, pre-war levels, down 480 at 93.46. Uh, gold found support last week and a nice little bounce up 2050 at 1966.10. Silver back in the 25 handle up 63 cents at 25.45. Couple bad days in a row for Bitcoin, kind of going with the market here, down 17.20. Just call it 41K. Ethereum futures are moving in the same direction, a little bit more on a percentage basis. They're down 198 bucks at uh, 3038.50. Uh, Triple D, a uh, little bit of a weak close on Friday, kind of tapered off. Uh, 
What did you see? Anything in the after hours? Uh, interesting? Hard to remember back to Friday. That's a long <laughs> time ago. It feels like when you go through a weekend. But I just all I can remember it's every single day on this market is rips are getting sold. They continue to be sold. We had a little, you know, a little bull run there for about two weeks where everybody, you know, the FOMO kicked back in. We've caught all those people now as well. Um, I, I just don't see the reason to just jump in and say, this is the bottom. Let's get bullish. It's going to be chop. We're going to have these 50 point S and P rallies here. You're going to think you missed it. I'm going to tell you probably have it. So, I mean, this market just continues to disappoint really. Um, if you hold long enough anyways, from the long side, I mean, you get good news on stocks. I mean, and just case in point here, you had AFMD, a biotech stock hits all the data points on, or at least, you know, it comes out with good data over the weekend. Everybody's excited for the open. It's up 50 cents. It's up 12%. I mean, if you take us back to a bull market, the stock is probably doubling on this, but it doesn't matter. They don't run stocks like they used to. I mean, Twitter now, which we'll get into that too, has come back down. Hewlett Packard is starting to leak. It's like you get these pops, you get these 10, 15% pops, you take the money and run. Because the money eventually just goes back away, it seems like, from the long side. Disappointing market, really. All right. Did we want to touch yet, on that? Yeah. Well, on the Twitter thing, we do. And yet, though, everyone seems bearish, which which naturally makes me a little bullish here. I don't see that at all. So okay. I know. And okay. cite the sentiment. You know, you were saying. Yeah. B of, B, of a, thing. B of A is their bull bear survey. It's a survey. So what people say, what people do, obviously, two different things. But uh the bull bear sentiment survey is at extremely bearish right now. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and this can be an indicator that, oh, yeah, it's going to be contrary and we're going to jump up. But I just go from like my Twitter feed and I'm still getting, what are you buying? Well, wait, is this the dip? Oh, what are you buying? What are you buying? What are you buying? I don't get, what are you selling ever? I don't get, I, I, you know, the odd person's like, okay, but people are still excited to try to catch the dip, to buy the dip. You got to break those people. I mean, this is the market that is going to eventually break those people. When you start seeing everybody saying, that's it, I can't take it anymore, I'm throwing in the towel. When you have JP Morgan say, China is uninvestable, that's your signal to go long. Because obviously we saw, you know, what happened then. I'm not seeing that raging bearish sentiment that you're talking about, at least not from my Twitter feed. And I don't feel it either. So I'm not feeling like the world is collapsing here. So... And, and, you know, the market has held up well. And there's going to be a lot of stocks that do hold up well. So I don't know what that means. All I can say is if you're in the in the prediction business where you're trying to predict the next move, it's a tough market to be making money in if you're in the prediction business. And now a lot of people say, what are you talking about? It's all stock trading is. But there's all kinds of other things, too. There's strategies involved. I mean, we've talked about, you know, just selling the rip, you know, using those opportunities. We talk about, you know, playing the chop. You know, stocks, again, move in waves. I mean, if you're playing those waves... Where, okay, it's coming up, I'm selling, I'm a net seller of stocks. Coming down, I'm a net buyer of stocks. Coming up, I'm a net seller of stocks. I mean, that's working really well in 2022. So certain stocks just continue to leak. Stocks making new all-time lows. I never want to own those. But I mean, go back to Shopify too. I mean, here, you know, and, and give the news on that, Spencer, and we'll just do some... Before before we jump to that, before we jump to that, I just wanted to make a, uh, a comment on like Spencer and like the surveys and stuff. Yeah. I think that's kind of like investing like... Oh, I'm going to buy the stock of the guy who I think is going to win the Masters. I mean, you know, you don't know. 
first of it's just it's just a random information that's out there and we, yeah. we, we no, were right. asking about that right. so and then you know contrarian that you know take your own get your own opinion you know and then you know you can have other things shape your own opinion and stuff but like right. you know going with like the surveys and they're bullish and they're bearish and things there's like no that. edge there yeah there's no edge to yeah. listening to some bank america survey and then getting bullish or bearish off of that there's no edge there right. i'm telling you right now don't waste your time can, can we start with twitter here this is just a, a never-ending saga yeah. uh, so I'll, I'll i'm gonna bring up the uh the tweet last night uh from twitter ceo uh, this is what he posted with regards to Elon Musk joining the board. I will read you the statement here. Team, Elon Musk has decided not to join our board. Here's what I can share about what happened. The board and I had many discussions about Elon joining the board, and with Elon directly, we were excited to collaborate and clear about the risks. We also believed, and this is what I think is the key, we also believe that having Elon as a fiduciary of the company where he like all board members, has to act in the best interest of the company and all our shareholders, was the best path forward. The board offered him a seat. We announced on Tuesday that Elon would be appointed to the board contingent on a background check and formal acceptance. Elon's appointment to the board was to become officially effective on April 9th, but Elon shared that same morning that he would no longer be joining the board. I believe this is for the best, which... This flies in the face of what he said last week. Um, we have and will always value input from our shareholders, whether they're, they are on our board or not. Elon is our biggest shareholder. and We will remain open to his input. That's the gist of it. So what I suspect happened here, this is just my theory, is Elon saw the terms that Twitter was offering in that uh, for him to be on the board, i.e. you cannot own more than 14.9% of this company. You have to, you have to, uh, you cannot just be firing missiles on Twitter about (laughs) what you think we should do. You need to act like a board member should act. And Elon said, thanks, but no, thanks. Yeah, he says, I want to fire missiles on Twitter. Yeah. And if you're not going to let me fire missiles on Twitter, I'm not joining the board. I'm going to be your biggest shareholder, and I'm still going to fire missiles on Twitter. Yep. And he was already talking last night about what he wanted to do. He was asking different questions and stuff. So he's going to give them all his feedback. He's not joining the board. It makes perfect sense when you think about this. So obviously, he's still going to be pitching ideas, and that's a good thing. The bad thing is the error seems to come out of all the stories three or four days later in this market. They just don't hold up. There's no, you could call the whole market the no follow through market. We don't have, we have that round of algo buyers that buy on the initial headline, pump it up, it gets up there, and then there's leakage and leakage and more leakage and more leakage. And usually, you know, you see the next round of buying come in in a bull market. We have not seen that. It just continues to leak, and a lot of these stocks continue to leak until they give them back a lot of the gains. I'd said if this came back to 45, I'd be interested. You're getting there right now. The market just is not telling me to buy anything, though. Again, I'm sitting with the 43% long-term cash. I wish I was still at 52. I I put a little bit more in, which I should have not. Um, I should not have. (laughs) I guess I'm Yoda. Um, I, I don't know what to say. Like I'm just at this point where if you're chasing news, you're losing money. If you're selling the news, the pops, you're making money. So I'm going to go with what's making money. It's hard to be a dip buyer here, and and uh, it's a disappointing market, just to say the least. Yeah, this um, the pop and Twitter, uh, good call with Spencer, and I talked about it last week. I thought it was a, a good opportunity to get rid of the, the small shares I didn't sell before. 
Went out there at 55 a couple days ago because that's where the other piece was. No, never got it. It got to 55 in the pre-market. And then I'm like, you know, kind of guilty of just not going with what my instinct was and just like, oh, well, you know, I'm mostly involved with the company. It's got, you know, it's going to go 50, 60, 70, 80 when in reality, these things take a long time. They don't happen overnight. And, uh, you know, you're seeing your reaction now. And I, you know, I remember you talking about it at 45, tried to make a little wage on it i i think you feel the gap now i mean i thought uh, you know you come back down to 40 bucks i think you know fundamentally there's still a lot of things that need to be changed in the company and it was a nice story it was a nice pop right and i think anybody was a short-term trader or swing trader or you know intermediate investor i mean what kind are you going to get another opportunity like that is there going to be another Elon Musk thing? And I'm like the other thing now you're banking on if you're holding it, and I don't really consider myself a bag holder, kind of semi-bag holder, is like, oh, is he going to buy the company now? And I don't think so. You know, I don't know. I have a way of knowing. But that I think that's going to be the next round. Okay, well, he couldn't he couldn't uh, get on the board. Now he's going to buy the company. But I, I don't see that's a possibility. Uh, big spike down to 4250 and you got to bounce was that? up. That was when he said he wasn't going to be on the board? Uh, that must have been the 4 a.m. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Yeah. traders, Dennis. That was a big bracket. Went from uh, opened up. They're wrong 40. all the time. They're wrong all the time. I mean, there's people that are right. But fading the moves, again, I, I've, you know, I've had this story before. But it just you look at this and you're just like, wow. Like, so I traded 4 a.m. for better part of a decade. Like actively trading it, making good money, trading the 4 a.m. opens. And the, what I was doing at 4 a.m. was almost always fading moves because there's all mass stupidity out there. There's no liquidity and people pay way too much for good news and sell way too hard on bad news. Another example of selling way too hard on bad news, you're fading that and you're making some money. So, I mean, it, it's 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 tricky. You have some big losers when you're trading at 4 a.m. too. It's not like you can just go and trade fade everything you got to be very informed you got to have your news you got to know what's going on and sometimes news at 4 a.m is very hard to get but for the most part if you're chasing big moves at 4 a.m you're usually losing money and i just want to uh just for people that are trying to do this um i brought this i I kept on bringing it down this is three minutes worth of price action here folks this is three. I mean, I could go down to two minutes, but I'd have to resize the chart. So three minutes uh, opened up at 46 and change when it. Fo- How do we know? Do we f- know it opened up at 46 and change? Well, I'm looking at the 4 a.m. open. I got the bar. So I can I mean, go uh, grab the I can grab the actual trades. The nice thing is, you know, you can go grab the time and quotes. OK, Here, I, let I'm, me just go grab it. Take me like two well, seconds. And what I'm grabbing time it right they, now. I'm looking at 4 a.m. right now. Uh, yeah. I, okay. So here we are. Three fifty-nine this morning. You're correct. Opened up at forty-six, all in the opening bar. So uh, there's probably some retail orders, and you get, you know, like just people getting slammed that are like maybe oblivious to the news, and they have orders out there, and they get picked off. So you basically have everybody picked off in the forty-six handle. Everybody, any bid that's picked off in the forty-five handle. This is all in the opening second. Then it was already down to forty-four. So it went down to. From 46 to 44 in the opening second. All the trades happening in the opening second. And then it was 44, then 43, 70, 12 seconds later. Then 30 seconds later, we were trading 42 and a half. So we literally, in, actually it's 44 seconds. In 44 seconds, we dropped from that 46 to the 42, 44. Now, if you were a seller, could you get short in that? 
I don't know. The algos were all over the first bar. So I don't think if you're selling it, you're probably beating the algos on any of the 46 and the 45 stuff. You probably could get some off of 44. This is just from reading the tape. I'm very good at reading the tape. Um, and then 43, and then it started to bounce out of there, and we slowly climbed back. But the algos just hit everything they can, the first opening bar, because they know the news. And obviously, everybody else knows the news, too, and they're waiting for that open. But they're going to get those orders in before everybody else. They're just that good. Yeah, trying to sell into it is one thing. If you had a short, if you had some options, which, you know, shorter day not, obviously we have a one less day this week too, Dennis. You got to prepare for that because uh, Friday is good Friday. There'll be no markets on Friday. So your True. your option premiums are just, you know, we got a question on this on Twitter. They're just going to decay a little bit faster. So look at uh, look at your theta and it's just going to, they're going to squeeze a little bit more out each day. And, uh, because with the option expiration. Early one this week, yeah. Yeah, because a good Friday. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Twitter, whew, I don't know. I still may sell it. I don't care. I'll let it. I'll, you know, it's better than selling in the 30s. But uh, we'll have to see on this one. Uh, Twitter, how are other social media stocks? Well, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Joel. It's a great observation from uh, Trinidad also in the chat. Uh, Twitter, th- th- this whole Twitter Elon saga is also playing out in the in real time with with DWAC. If you look at DWAC, because this this thing has traded with in reaction to Elon Musk joining the board, or Elon Musk taking a stake. Elon Musk joining the board. Now Elon Musk not joining the board. DWAC has reacted each and every time. Yeah, but look uh, at the, the overall direction. reaction. Right. Yeah, in the opposite direction. But look at like right. just the overall trend here. Oh, What's sure. The, yeah, the overall trend. I mean, I mean, the deal still hasn't closed. There's a reason the ticker is still DWAC, is because the deal hasn't closed. Look, look, look at the 4 a.m. reaction here too. Exact opposite. The algos <laughs> oh, buying this talk. as much as they could. Probably good turns talk. in the same 44 seconds afterwards when they have to buy it up to 54. The stupidity in this market is just absolutely incredible. Uh, it's, it's honestly unbelievable. There's so many traders that have absolutely no no idea what they're doing. And, and and so many algorithms. Like, I mean, there's actually sophisticated traders that have no idea what they're doing. Um, the people who are behind some of these algos are just absolutely... There's some good ones. Don't kid yourself. There's some really good algorithms. One's run by Citadel. I'll tell you, aren't buying DWAC up $54. But there's algorithms that are run by people who just don't know what they're doing. And that's probably all algorithmic driven, just pissing money away. Uh, let's move on here. Um to shopify um shopify doing the number one thing you want to do to get your stock price higher in 2022 do a stock split they announced this morning a 10 for one stock split um if you were watching fridays at the close yep that's true you you watched me buy this in real time i had no idea that this was going to happen obviously oh you're long it nice yeah, but but just my luck, it does seem like the market is beginning to get wise to this trick. Because yes. if it if it were three months ago, yeah, Shopify is probably at what like six thirty. It's up ten percent on it. Six fifty. I think it's. If any of you did this three months ago, it's up at six fifty or six sixty. Yeah, yeah. But it's this a, market is the we sell all rallies type of market. And again, oh look, your algorithms that haven't adjusted for the bear market yet. Buy this thing up to six forty. Now back down to six thirteen. I mean, this is 
this is very disappointing. I'm sorry. If you're a Shopify shareholder, this is the news you want to get your stock to come up. And it goes up nine bucks on this right now. I think it's too low. I think that it could go a little bit higher on this, but and I'm not saying long term. I'm just saying for the news, I would think you'd get more than one percent on a ten for one stocks. But I think this right. is almost too numb to the headline. It's <laughs> tough, tough environment. You know, look at, um, and also if you would have done this, you know, when the stock was at like sixteen hundred, but obviously they didn't see a need to do it then. It, Dennis, despite that you're talking about the percentage that you're talking about, may have already happened. Because you did get a uh, a real quick spike up to six forty one oh one, so once again uh, that was that wasn't at four a.m. because it the the news came out later. That was in the seven o'clock bar, uh, six forty five or yeah six forty five to seven. That's when the that's when you had the move. I think you just got to look at your dailies here. Try what's even Friday's high. Uh, uh friday side oh that was up there too boom 641 so nice pop i don't know if you're going to get a chance to sell it back up there again i yeah. I, I don't know either i you'd think you'd get I'm more not of a pop it. on this this is disappointing but with that being said it probably has been talked too much on cnbc yet you know you get the okay well now it's mentioned and you get the cnbc pop maybe they mentioned already i'm sure maybe they've mentioned it once i'm not watching cnbc but I mean, you got 600. That's the level you got to hold. Is the stock, somebody asked me on, on the weekend, you know, is this stock getting cheap enough where, you know, I take a swing at it? And I said, you know, back last year when we were in a, you know, a little bit more of a bull market, that this ever got down to the five, 600 area, I'd take a swing. I don't know now. Like, what's the PE on Shopify, Spencer? What's the Isn't it still like 100 times earnings? Uh, do they meet? No, do they make money? They're, they're profitable. No, yeah, the forward PE. Oh, it's, what? Well, okay, trailing PE is twenty six. Forward right, PE. There. Forward PE is that two fifty? That cannot be right. No, they no, don't make a ton of money. There's no way it's two. No, it could be right. Two fifty is absurd. There's no what way. are the earnings projections? Let's. Right. Do you have the earnings uh, projections in there? I, I I'm just going to. The, the trailing PE at 26 seems like a more reasonable... No, it's not. There's no way it's 26 to PE on this. I'd be long this since 26. Right. This was always trading 150 times earnings. Yeah. So there's no way in the world it's 26. If this thing's PE is 26, you buy it. There's All not. Right. It's not. It, it does look like the forward PE is somewhere in the two to 200 area. God, it's not that's... even close to 26. I would say when this thing gets under a 40 PE, you okay. buy it. Okay. So price of sales is 20. That's... the. That's, that's very to sales. extremely high, but that's extremely high for a price to sales ratio, right? A, no, a normal price to sales is what, like four? On three? these growth stocks, sometimes it's seven or eight or ten, not twenty. Well, it's twenty, and the four P is in the is is around two hundred, so it, it it is expensive. How do you justify in this market paying two hundred times earnings for something? I know everybody you can look at sixteen hundred to six hundred. It's a fantastic company. It's just, you know, don't get fooled by this PE that, you know, they're showing 26 because that might have been a one-time earning event, something like that. Don't get fooled thinking that the PE on Shopify is 26. It is not. Forward PE, Barat says 122. I mean, we're basically still trading 100 times earnings. So you could cut this thing in half and it would still be trading twice a market multiple. No, three times a market multiple. So it's hard to just come in here and say, rah, rah, we're going back to 1,000. If we get into a bull market and FOMO starts raging back and stuff, Shopify will go. But if we don't, or if we just stay, if the market just stays complacent here, Shopify will continue to leak. And that's what people don't understand too, is these gross stocks, 
need the bull train to keep going because otherwise the leakage happens. So even if the market stays sideways, growth continues to leak in that environment because it's that, you know, that everybody's looking in the, and obviously expectations are just simply too high. So they need the, you, for growth stocks to really perform, for that start getting, you need the market to start taking off. And then you'll start to see some love for this, but it's hard to get bullish of stocks that's trading 100 times earnings. Yeah, and and, and just, again, I see the 26. I see it on my system too. But, but it again, was probably a one-time event, like a one, one-off that's throwing that number off. You've got to look at what the earnings, the overall, not you know looking at you know what they did just for for one quarter or what they did just right. Because- and 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 so the reason that is right. For, so the 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 trail the trailing PE is looking at the earnings from last year and their their second quarter. Uh, so uh, of 2021, the quarter that. Uh, ended like last summer was an amazing quarter for them like they but maybe they had a like a one-time gain too or something in there yeah yeah that, that's yeah. what throws these out numbers right, right no, that's what i'm saying is if you just if you just look at their eps quarter by quarter q2 of last year sticks out like a sore thumb yeah right so it's throwing the whole number off uh, just real quick, just going back on this and this on one technical note, it, you know, if you are getting down and dirty in these stocks and the, you know, pre-market and after hours, just paying attention to like the, the daily highs and lows. I'm just I, I was kind of shocked that the high was 641.73 and Shopify on uh, on Friday. Right. And sold off, had a week close, you know, 37 bucks off that. And then that pop, I don't know how much volume traded on that, but it got within 90 cents of that. 5,000 shares are traded. So you would have been out there. But if you're in that situation, let's say you got stuck on this thing on Friday and you wanted to exit it. I mean, your daily low you or your daily high wouldn't quite gotten it. But when it turned there, you would have been thinking, man, I got to smash a bid. But just wanted to point that out for People that are trying to use the after hours and pre-market to exit trades, not necessarily enter trades, but exit trades. Uh, let's move away from Shopify. Ten for one split is, uh, as we said, off its highs. And let's talk about this AT and T thing here. So the spinoff is finally complete. AT and T has spun off its Warner Media, which is basically just Warner Brothers and HBO at this point, a Warner Media division. That division has now merged. With the company that was formerly known as Discovery, that stock ticker that was DISCA. So you have the old Discovery plus Warner Media combined into a new company called Discover Warner Media with a new ticker symbol. So we have AT&T and we have new ticker of WBD and we're good. So. For those AT&T shareholders out there, you see AT&T trading down this morning. You're like, what the heck is going on? Well, it's not, it's not really trading down. First things first, if you own AT&T, then you're going to get some of this new guy, this new WBD, right? You get 0.24. Actually, I'll read you the exact ratio. The exact ratio. If you owned AT&T, for every share of AT&T that you own, you are going to receive or you have received 0.24. Two four one nine one seven shares of WBD for every share of AT&T that you had as of Friday's close. And if you do the math on that, it will give you an adjusted close on AT&T of eighteen twenty two oh two, so eighteen dollars and twenty two cents. So AT&T is actually trading up fifty five cents here right now. So it's having a pretty good day 
post Actually, adjustment here. Yeah, plus with uh, with, sell the with, rip. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I've had it for a long time. Who knows? But I've kept buying a little bit more. Um, but uh, they own um, HBO, right? Yes, isn't yes. HBO That's this? spun off? Yes, they just. I'll tell you right now. I, there's a great. I, I'm bullish for one reason. Well, Have you watched Winning Time yet, Spencer? It's on the list, man. I can't. You get gotta it. watch it. It's on my list. I got. So Even if shows. you're not, a, are Dennis, are you a basketball fan at all? No. Well, you should. I like the Pistons this. back in the bad boy days. Well, you so. would love this, man, because it's it's about the rise and the fall of the the Lakers, and it goes all the way back to Magic and to everything. Watch. Yeah, it is. It's great. So uh, I have shares. I have to figure out what the split shares is. I. I don't know. I mean, it's still, I know the dividend has been slashed, but it's still a decent dividend and the AT&T and I got the WB2 and I don't know, maybe someday, you know, these utility, these utilities rallied, right? Verizon rallied. Why can't AT&T rally? So if you want a very, un, you know, look at that. Uh, a guess. What's I, left I in AT and T, Spencer? I want to interrupt it, you. It's Joel. the actual AT and T business. <laughs> it's the telecom business. Do they keep Directv in there too? Well, well, they're they're trying. To, no, I think they already got rid of that, or they're trying to get rid of that. Right? They've been trying to get rid of that. They're I don't think they that. can. I don't think no, they buy it, it's, it, it's telecom, and it's it's a cable provider, right? That's that's Gosh. what this is. And Tough by the way, I, I I misspoke. The the name of the new company is not Discover Warner Media. It's Warner Media. Discovery, Warner Brothers um, Discovery. Uh, there was a really good article in the Journal over the weekend just about how bad AT and T was at running a major Hollywood studio. Yeah. Um, so everything they're bad at everything that they buy. Maybe well, this is a good thing. Well, the the reason I suspect AT and T might be higher this morning is because uh, their CEO said they may have to raise their prices. Obviously, who's not raising prices right now? Uh, so they may have to raise their prices due to inflation. So I, you know, who really hurt this stock, and I don't know if he's flipped on it because I don't pay attention. But Kramer really, really piled on this one. I don't know where he's at. Yeah, but he, no, now. he's been tied. He's flipped again. He's, he's flipped. flipped. Yeah, I, I, I've been bearish this stock for years, years. You have bearishness on this, and 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 right. I don't know what to say here. I mean, I look at it and. I think, why do you want to own this? I mean, everybody's, you know, been cutting the cord. Everybody's going to streaming and now they're spinning off some of their good stuff. And you want to own the legacy old cable business? Man, there's so many better places for your money. I absolutely hate the stock. I mean, it's a dividend aristocrat, right? It's got, it's got it's, the Yeah, but the dividend keeps getting cut on you. Right, right, right. right cutting right. the dividend. I mean, you're sitting in this thing for how long just for the dividends? You've been not making any money in the bull market, yes. and now you're losing money in the bear market. Just doesn't sound that good to me. Yes. Agreed. Not a fan. Won't become Agreed. a fan. And I don't like buying businesses that are under. You want to talk about businesses getting disrupted and disruptive technology. There's nothing that's getting disrupted more than in, in the last five years than your cable companies. You know, and, and a lot of them have done different businesses, but now they're spinning off the good stuff. They're going to spin off. So go buy the good stuff. Then well, maybe you want to go buy WBD, but I don't think I want on any of this. All you have to know about AT&T is the, the bull case in 2018 was that they had just acquired Warner Media. Streaming is the future. Now they own HBO Max, and that's, that's the growth driver of the business. And that and that's was what they're bull, selling. That was the bull case. Well, here we are four years later. They have now sold that growth, so-called growth asset, 
And so now what's the bull case? Tell us something else because it ain't that because you don't own it anymore. I think in the long run, this thing's going to be a single digit stock. AT&T. And it's going to be a dividend trap for everyone. Sorry, Joel. I absolutely hate your pick. I mean, it, that's it, why we have a market, though. It, AT&T is one of the stocks that's in it's in like everyone's pension funds, right? It's in like uh, it's it's in their retirement accounts. It's been such a per- yeah. underperformer for so long. I guess you're yeah. getting those dividends for a while, but now they're cutting the dividends. I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, so top, anyway, top, as, top, as, top as we said, adjusted close 1822. You have AT&T now. You have WBD. WBD is your new discovery. Your, your your DISCA now is WBD. Um, so it'll be nice when they uh, when they and I'm not I'm not talking fundamentally here, Dennis. I'm talking technically. Uh, and Mitch and I were talking about this on Friday. I mean, they got to obviously adjust the charts and everything. But from a technical standpoint, it did look like it had a little bit of a breakout or tried to break out on Friday, right? So now with now it being up sixty cents, it'd be I don't know way up here or something. So technically, maybe had a breakout, but yeah, uh, I, I I actually my chart is adjusted already. My system's adjusted. Oh really? See the, yeah, mine's adjusted, and I can see the breakout you're talking about there. Um, yeah, uh, it doesn't look terrible. On where's it. the next? Again, re- where's the next resistance? <laughs> Nineteen. Then twenty, no. then twenty-one. <laughs> Every dollar. No, 20. nineteen, nineteen, ten, nineteen, twenty, nineteen, thirty, all the way up, all the way up, all the way up. Book <laughs> pressure, all the That's way up. That's nice. What is that? Neo Vest had already did the adjustment. Yeah, Neo Vest got it. Nice, nice, nice. Wow. Hats off to Neo Vest. All right, we do, have, over there. we do have a deal to announce this morning, or a deal that's been announced this morning. Uh, Sale Point S A I L. Uh, has been acquired by Tom Bravo private equity firm for $65.25 per share in mm. cash. So sale going off the board. Cybersecurity M&A. This has got to be the second or third one this year. Second we, or third big big deal this, this year. This was rumored. This uh, was rumored for sure. I can oh, remember. That, yeah. I'm pretty sure this, this check here, pro. I remember here this being uh, a target. I thought, and I don't see it in the chart though. That's what's making no. me sketchy. I thought this was rumored. Hold on, let me go back in the pro. Well, we have, we have a. Yeah, new... go back to November of 2021 Ooh. when you see this huge, huge pop in November of 2021. I got pretty good. I have goldfish memory on a lot of there things. There it is. Wow. Like this. Right I think here. so. He is right here. He's 100% correct here. I think so. Well, no, uh, that was that was also earnings. Was it earnings? Yeah, November uh, 9th, November 9th, 10th. Nine, I'm just looking at the big pop. I remember. I was, is anybody on me in the chat? I thought I remember <laughs> seeing that this was rumored. Like, not that there was going to be Thomas Broward, but that somebody, that had, they had said something about looking at, you know, I, maybe I'm making it up. I so, don't know what it was rumored, but someone got a really good feeling back here. <laughs> back in uh, March when it was trading 40, 41. But that's when the rally started. But uh, they look like this deal's going through. I mean, it doesn't look like uh, regulatory scrutiny, right? Well, you said private, 65 well, Private equity deal, so there's no... Oh, private, you don't have to worry about it then. Yeah. 65, and I don't know if anyone else is going to come in. It doesn't look like anyone's going to come in any better. Palma Bravo, by the way, this has got to be the third deal. They buy stuff, man. Okay, so they bought Anaplan, right, uh, last week. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They bought Anaplan... Two three weeks ago, uh, they bought. Uh, apparently, they approached Zendesk and w- and were was rejected. Who else did they buy this year? Um, they bought uh, 
but uh, ePay was your, but that was in December. They they've been buying a living moves. They moves this year. You want to talk about who's bullish out there? Are they buying um, stuff, man? Private equity, yeah, yeah. The private PE um, still, still bullish. Yeah, everybody's saying everybody's bearish. No, no, not Tom's Bravo. Yeah, pretty, pretty. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of uh, a lot of activity here. All right, let's get to the airlines after yeah. Tim Quast. So it is Mondays. You know what that means? It's time for market structure Mondays with uh, Tim Quast here. Tim, good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you. How we uh, how we doing today? Well, we're we're reveling in Denver because uh, the Denver Pioneers are once again for the ninth time the uh, collegiate hockey champions. Uh, and, and having once again beat people from Minnesota, which <laughs> I'll tell you that uh, you know makes us feel pretty good. Okay, congratulations <laughs> to the. Well, to thank the, you. Congrats okay. to the Denver Pioneers. So, Tim, we got yeah. a question on Twitter mm-hmm. over the weekend. We already sort of addressed it, but I'd be curious to get your take. Obviously, a short week this week. Markets mm-hmm. close on Friday. Options expiration on Thursday. What are your thoughts regarding that? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, well, and it's there's a there are a series of expirations. That's important to, to understand, you know, that they they take place effectively uh, Wednesday, Thursday, then you have new options trading next Monday. We, we, we always call the, the Tuesday following the, the trading of the new series Counterparty Tuesday because banks will square their books related to the things that expired and the things that began trading. <clears throat> Pardon me. Then you've got all the volatility as an asset class expirations on Wednesday. So all of that is going on with a holiday. And so uh, those periods tend to be more volatile. They do. There's a greater opportunity for traders to speculate on supply-demand imbalances in those instruments. Now, I, you know, can I, can I tell you that that's absolutely going to occur? No, but I think if you're a trader, you should go in clear-eyed and understand that those things are occurring. If you're, you know, if you're walking into a river, it would be nice to know that you're about to step in some kind of deep hole <laughs> go in over yes. your head right before you yes. do it. So that's kind of the thinking here. And I can't tell you absolutely what will happen. I can tell you this, that between March 14, which is the last options expirations period, that's when it began, uh, SPY was at 417, give or take. Uh, so proxy for the S&P 500. And it closed Friday, at, call it all the same as 447. And we've had we, uh, over the last 20 trading days, 14 of them were up days. That, that is where there was more buying than selling if you measure how things close relative to midpoint. So we've actually had a very strong stretch here from March to expirations to April. And people forget that. We, you know, you look at the market and you think, whoa, it's really struggling. Well, it had a very good run. 
Well, th that may mean that it has a difficult time repeating that. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but broad demand is falling. Uh, uh, you look across the market, there's, a, the, there's weakness in demand. Investment behavior was down 4% last week. Uh, derivatives demand is flat. So again, I'm not saying that the market is, is uh, going to take a tumble here. Uh, to me, the bigger risk is next week, Monday, Tuesday, when the new series trades. But that's how I think about each of these periods. I always like to look at what's been occurring. Uh, is investment behavior increasing or decreasing into these events? And to beware that as a trader, it's a very challenging period. You can get caught out uh, in these stretches. Dennis, you may have uh, additional thoughts on that. Those are no, you, you said it perfectly. I mean... This is, you know, you've got to be careful in this environment. And, and the one thing I keep saying is if you're chasing moves in this environment, you're losing money yep. because you know, this is, you know, like you think about all the big headlines from last week and you obviously look at Twitter and, you know, blasting yep. off on the Elon Musk when we were talking last Monday about this. Well, now it's come, you know, and ran for two days up to almost $55. Now it's turned around, it's $44 and it looks like it's giving it all back. And then, you know, go two days ago and the big headline, Warren Buffett, Hewlett Packard. 41, they're all pump, 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 CNBC. They're talking about stop about Warren Buffett and Hewlett Packard. And now the leakage is starting. It just seems like when we get these big gains, yep. the leakage follows. There's no follow through. It's like there's no follow through in this market, uh, at least right. for the bulls. And Joel, you pointed out, out uh, this in, in market structure for Twitter last week. You looked at it and said, oh, look at the supply side. It's way up. So unless something changes, Twitter's going to go down. Well, you were correct. <laughs> if, you know, demand hits a ceiling and supply increases, we it doesn't matter who just bought $3 billion worth of it. Uh, the price is going to go down. That's fair. It's a tough environment. So how yeah. do we identify a turn? Like, and this is what everybody keeps asking, you know, is this the bottom? Right. Is this the bottom? Is this the turn? I mean, yeah. it's a dangerous, tough strategy there, but is there some secret sauce for us to look at to identify when, there is a potential turn in sentiment here or is it just buying market structure edge? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I always look at two things. So uh, let me share my screen here. And, and the, the, you know, the first and biggest to me is, uh, is broad sentiment that you always want to be aware of the overall demand in the equity market. And you could pick a proxy and there are different ways to do this. You could look at fund flows, you know, there, there are a variety of things that one can do. I prefer, because I'm biased, uh, you know, toward our own technology, we like to measure the waxing and waning of supply and demand. And it's, you know, it will tell you before the market goes down. You know, demand has to first stall and begin to fall before stocks begin to weaken. That, I mean, it's a basic principle in economics. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's, it gets, it's, it gets to a monetary policy point. One of the problems today when the central banks constantly jack with the value of currencies is it's very difficult for businesses and consumers to understand supply-demand balances. And then we get caught out with, you know, you can't get a Bosch dishwasher for a year. I know because we're in the market for one and you can't get one. That, those supply-demand imbalances uh, vanish behind currency policy. Well, fortunately, in the stock market, no central bank yet has been able to jack with it and screw that up. So we can see this. Here's broad demand. And, and first of all, the first thing I do is look at the short term. I just want to know over the last, this is 90 trading days, I think. And I want to know what happens at the short term peaks. Here's a peak. Market went down. Green part is demand. 
Purple part is the price of SPY. Demand peaked, prices went down. Demand peaked, prices went down. Demand peaked, prices are going down. The only reason they haven't fallen harder is because supply is below trend here. But look at the trend line. These are not great conditions. I would look at this and say, well, it could turn around, but uh, the bias in this data is not to the upside, it's to the downside. And then I'll, I'll behind the scenes, I like to go look at uh, uh, the broader data. And this is really sort of inscrutable. I realize that, so I'm only gonna show you one thing in here. This is data all the way back to 2012. And it's looking at the, the 90 day rolling average of demand relative to SPY. And all you have to know is that every time it sags, there's a drop in the market. And the fact that these converge, SPY and demand. Wait, is Tim, not- Tim, Tim, can you, whatever this screen is, can you stop sharing that and go back to where you were before? Because your audio, okay. as, soon, as soon as you brought that screen up, your audio just kind of calmed died. down on us a little bit. How's that? Did it, did it come back? Oh, weird here. I, I'm, I'm just going to take your screen off. I think your audio is doing some okay. weird things. They're very bizarre. Okay. Now it's better. All right. Is it, it was better? like the records okay. when right. you put well, the records on the wrong speed. Like when you put the, <laughs> the, four, the LPs on the record, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it sounded like. That's weird. Anyway, you, you sound good now. So Maybe we can just, play it backwards. Just, 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 describe, a hidden, a hidden just, just describe to us what that chart said without having it up on the screen. It, the, so the, the core takeaway is that if the rolling read on demand weakens, that the market has always gone down. And that's where we are. So uh, to, to simplify this, I, the first thing I do is look at broad sentiment and a shorter period because it's a short-term market. And uh, for this purpose, I'm a shorter-term trader. Uh, and right. then number two, I, I want to know what the propensities are historically when similar conditions exist. And there's no question that these are not great data. Once again, something could change the outcome. But uh, that's how I think about it. So then what do you do in those circumstances? Well, you, you, you want to always bias your trading toward things with a propensity to rise as opposed to fall. And that's not that hard. You can see where the money is going. So I pointed out Dominion last time. You know, the utilities have done well. Certain energy stocks right. have done well. And I want to show you how to rotate from one thing to another. So here's Dominion. So, <clears throat> pardon me, if you Paulins are out here in Denver, was 77 degrees on Saturday. Uh, so here's, here's the price of Dominion and the demand and the supply. Now I look at this and say, all right, well, that may have run its course. Is there something else that I could rotate to? Well, yeah. So just pick another one where the money is. Let's take Ameren, St. Louis company, and there's a better supply demand balance. So all I have to do is sell Dominion and put my money to work in Ameren with very strong demand and falling supply because it's more likely to give me a return. Those are the kind of things that you can do in any market. Just go where the money is, but don't go try to buy Nvidia or the Fangs or things like that when broad sentiment is falling because remember tech is half the market if you add up tech, consumer discretionary communication services. That's how I think about it. Awesome. So my biggest takeaway here is um, you're mostly just focused on the start of next week once we get this new option cycle and then it's all it's all sort of up in the air until then but uh that that that's you is really where where the opportunity may be or that 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 will tell us more than than this week will 
Um, if the market is down this week, it's because there's weak demand for derivatives and investment behavior has declined. If it does fine, it's because people bought five day out of the money calls back on Thursday, which was a pretty good day. And they're chasing prices up into expirations. Either way, you can get caught, people. Just yeah. realize that no matter what you hear on the headlines from CNBC or elsewhere, no offense to our friends at CNBC, that the, the market will not reflect macroeconomics, interest rates, blah, blah, blah. It will reflect short-term speculation on expiring and renewed derivatives. That's what's going to drive like the market that. the next week. Yep. Tim Quast runs Market Structure Edge. There is a link to sign up for that in the description of this video. Uh, also put it up on the screen right now. There it is. Tim, always a pleasure. Tim, no, uh, no, no SAT words today. I I thought about adding uh, prodromal to it because oh. uh, uh, you know that's the that's the development of a medical condition between its first initiation and when it becomes a full blown rash. And that's kind of a pretty good description of the market. Name, name so, of or, uh, uh, if we were in the spelling bee, it'd be like um, origin. And no, then they'd be on the back of the right. That's right. Doing that. Hey, I, I should say, guys, I am out next week and I, because I'm headed back to the Cerulean Sea. There's another uh, vocabulary word for you. We're, we're off to stay. <laughs> Where is the Cerulean Sea? I, I'm Googling. I'm Googling it. Where is <laughs> this? Cerulean is, is a word that means blue-green. Right, so it's it's uh, uh, the Caribbean. So we're headed to St. Martin, St. Bart's, and Anguilla, and oh, so we're leaving guy, yeah. Wednesday, and we'll be back the twenty third. I think the twenty third. So I will miss you next March. Oh, we Station want you to do it from the boat. So really, in like C E R. Can't you do it from the cruise? Is C E R your cabin? U L E A N. I wish it's it's unpredictable. If we could. If, it would be if awesome. We want to see you on the code, on the cruise, right? If 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 it's possible, I'll I'll uh, I'll drop a note. If it's possible, we'll do it because that would be good. I agree. We, we, leave, yeah, we live vicariously no, through you, no, Tim. Leave, leave. We really do. Would you leave Tim alone? Tim, we, I, this is all. I don't get up, Joel. Go. I don't even leave the, the house. Best. I get snow outside right now. I gotta <laughs> live vicariously through this guy. So this is important to me. <laughs> Dennis, why are you? I haven't went anywhere in two years. Why aren't you in the metaverse? Why don't go get your Oculus goggles? I would now. actually be a good candidate go. for the metaverse. There you go. It's true, actually. I should go. Maybe I should, and then I'll turn bullish on all these metaverse stuff. All right. Well, Tim, we'll, catch you. So Tim, okay. we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Enjoy all this right. brilliant sea. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll see you. See you one. on the other side. All right. Okay, thanks, guys. All right. Uh, there's a few more things we have to discuss before we do ticker time. One of them is the airlines uh, this morning, JetBlue and Alaska Air, both cutting their capacity through the summer due to labor shortages, as they say. Oh, uh, JetBlue Jet is coming off of a weekend in which they had to cancel 300 flights. So they're lowering capacity 8 to 10% through August. Um, just not enough workers, not enough pilots and uh, flight attendants to go around, apparently. So, I mean, that's how it's going to be. I wouldn't be surprised to see more of these headlines PSA, we do have earnings from Delta Airlines on Wednesday. Let me check. It's uh, no, one of the big ones. It's Wednesday. You Wednesday. know what? Yeah. I Wednesday if you're morning. gonna an um, airlines, and uh, you know, I don't take a lot uh, from Barons, but oh yeah, uh, I saw yeah. That too. they own an oil refinery, man. Yeah, they, Delta. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yep, so there. Who cares about people flying, man? They, they're probably pumping right now, baby. When it was over 100 a barrel, they're like, they had all the stewardesses and the pilots working in the oil refinery just to get that stuff out there is what they tried to do. But uh, yeah. it's held up a little bit better. What's going on with this whole saga, with the save saga? What, they're buying it at 35 and 32 and it won't trade over 28? I don't understand that. Wow, there'd be so much Regulatory. antitrust scrutiny on this deal, and we talked about it. I don't think it'd stand a chance, but okay. you know, may, maybe Either not. does the street. Either does the street. No, and that's why you're seeing a 26 with a potential 32 or whatever on the table. And it's just, and obviously it hasn't been accepted. You know, it's just all talk still here. And they got the deal going with Frontier. I don't know. I can't see that being allowed. But JetBlue has been absolutely punished for this. I mean, obviously it's been hit a lot harder than all the other airlines. They hit it on the rumors that they were going to buy them. So does it get a relief pop if they go out? Probably. Like if they say, okay, now we're out yeah, of we're the deal. Out. We're not yep. going to buy them. Then you'll probably see that quick, you know, a 7, 8, 10% pop in JetBlue. And that could happen. But again, is the airlines where I want to put my capital right now? I mean, I know I'm sounding like a broken record here. And, you know, obviously sounds like I'm bearish everything, which to a certain extent has been the truth. I mean, it, it's, it's just a tough market to come in here and say, yeah, okay, airlines, that's where I want to put my money. Because when you start thinking about it, if we're, you know, and I'm of the opinion they're not going to be able to have a soft landing, I'll throw that pun in there, um, with, with the Fed. I mean, we enter a recession here while you're cutting out your trips. And then, I don't know. I, you got the reopening possibilities there, but it's already kind of happened. People are doing what they're I know. doing. The this, reopening this... trade isn't in the future. It's, like, happened. So that's not a catalyst either. I just don't see. And then it, it, I guess when fuel prices start to come down, inevitably they will. That's going to help the airlines, but I think business. I think the I mean the, the the reopening trade was kind of set up, and that you know you could it, it was turning, and then you know, and then the the war broke out, and I think that that you know. I don't know if everyone was everyone was tra- planning on traveling going to the you know to the Ukraine or to Europe, but I think that that. Uh, you know that that kind of that put a crimp in the reopening trade, and the, mm-hmm. also I just want to make you know one one com- comment you know as far as like when Dennis and he's talking and his bearishness or whatever this you know it's fundamentally, but it's also reading the tape and what he sees out there, and no one in the chat or anywhere spends as much time you know seeing the bids and the offers and the reactions and the overreactions so it, it's mostly fundamental base you know you do your work but it's also just sit in front of that screen and seeing the the the, the price action and it's stuff it's all screen so, time yeah I mean, that's like when I say when I go on a vacation, I take five days off. It takes me three or four days to get my feel back. But I haven't had a vacation in so long. Like, I haven't missed a day of trading. It's been a long time. I mean, you guys would know on the show, but it's been a long time. When you went to Canada, I mean, you went into Windsor. Well, leaving. Yeah, for a day I missed there well, back in November. So, you know, going back four or five months, well, we took one day off. But missing well, a week, I... It takes it does. I haven't missed camp- a week in a long time. You've been camping in like I don't know when that was. Oh yeah, then last summer. It was la- was that last summer already? Yeah, that was last Holy summer. Cow. That was last July. Wow. So you go back wow. a year ago. That was the last time I took a week off. So and not no, that's what you do. But I mean I've just it, it gives you a feel, right? You leave the markets and then you don't have that feel. So it's a yeah. tricky market to even get feel for though. All the feel is just chop. I just feel chop, it's been chop. 2022 is the year of chops. How we keep trading it? 
Uh, let's go to the chat here. Someone, we have some ticker. We have some time for ticker time here. Someone asked us about Roblox below forty. Oh, oh. before you jump into Roblox, just want to tell the chat: do us a favor, guys. Over sixteen hundred people here. How many likes? And only two hundred and something likes. Come on, guys. I know. I I didn't like the show here. I just like. Come on. I like the show for once. Support us as we give you guys information in the morning and get you ready for the market. Hit the like. Smash it up. Come on. Maybe we're just not likable. Well, Joel, you haven't. I just like the show. I liked it. Okay, I like it. We like the show. Okay, three seventy. That was me. Oh, four forty-four. <laughs> I like this show for a Look while. at that! I, I created a uh, a breakout. Joel yeah. just touched oh, yes. the like button. And Look at that! Did you see lights. that? I'm going. I'm going five hundred bid right now. Five hundred. Five hundred just went. Five hundred just traded. Five fifteen. Go I'm at five fifty. It's a breakout. 525. I'm at five fifty. I'm no. I'm five forty-nine ninety-nine. For the selling? whatever I bought at 500, yeah. Oh, you're selling the 500, you're selling 549. Let's see if you yeah. can take 548. You just got pennied. Send it, I'll jump in in front of you on the like button. 555. <laughs> I'm going to lock it down at 556. There we go. <laughs> That's right. what we used to do at the bright office all day with the SPs, but not on everything. <laughs> all right. Side Roblox on everything. Roblox here, quickly. Oh, Spencer brings us back to the task in hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, going. if you want to. That's lean... still stock. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let me, let me see the, the, the pre. I hope, uh, I hope Bill got out of this one. Uh, Bill Santiago. Santiago on this? Yeah. You know, we got to dig him up. We haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, you hit 42. I'm not seeing it. anything at 42. Next daily level comes in at 40.01. And maybe if you want to do that and lean on the low of the move at 36. But this was a good line. I wish you guys would have th- this line. I should have put the date on there. Boy, you hit the resistance. I don't oh, know. Oh, wow. Man. Good line. Yeah. Too. I don't know. I. <laughs> I don't know. Lean you on can't the lower above that line, really. I mean, seriously, why? Why this is weak, breaking down, doesn't yeah. make money. Metaverse. Uh, stay at home. It's got everything you don't want in it, really. <laughs> I mean, it's the growth <laughs> is there. Eventually, it will find some love, but valuation on these things. I think you got to get the momentum going on your side. I like your line, Joel. Everybody, text me or message me on Twitter when it gets above that blue line. <laughs> Next. I'll move it down soon. I'll be moving it down soon. It's not that far away. 52. 52. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, look, I even, right. Here. No, I want everyone to alert Dennis and text him when it gets back. I got a new level. Because on double level? top. Yeah. 48. There's a double top at 48, it looks like. Got to get above there. Yep. Okay. All right. Fun Next. Next. T. Riley mentioned NetEase, NTES. There is a headline this morning. Well, there's actually a lot of headlines this morning coming out of China. The one that pertains to NetEase, though, remember there was the the, the headline, wow. what was it, six months ago now, that the government was going to regulate how, uh, like how often p- kids would be allowed to play video games, and they stopped issuing new, new, uh, um, they, they, they basically, like, or they dropped the yep. hammer on the gaming industry. So there's another headline out this morning saying that they have finally issued new approved new approvals for games after a nine month suspension. So NetEase and Billy Billy are both trading higher 
uh, because of that this morning. These are your two largest video game, uh, Chinese video game stocks. So that's why they're higher. Mm. Though really, we should talk about this within context of all of China because it is a freaking mess right now. What is happening over there is utterly insane. Um, NetEase is up because it's good news for their business. But, I mean, what is happening over in China and Shanghai is nothing short of, of madness right now. This locking the whole country down for 28,000 cases. I, I tweeted on the weekend. I live in a county of 400,000 people. In Ontario right now, they're estimating that 1 in 20 people currently have COVID. Not joking. It is everywhere. Cousins have it. Brother-in-laws have it. Parents, best friends have it. I mean, it is just around everywhere. I had the scare with it. I'm still not sure if we had it or not. My boy tested positive. Then he tested negative twice. So I have no idea what that means. My uh, buddy just came back from Cuba. All four of them got it in Cuba. They, they just came back to Ontario and just tested all four of them. Crazy. Like husband, wife, both kids, both get it too. Everybody I know has this thing. It's everywhere. It's, you know, they look in the in, in the wastewater and it's at it's at record levels of, you know, in the wastewater in Ontario. And it's not just Ontario. It's everywhere. COVID is just like flying through the air right now. And you want to sign and you want to literally shut a whole, you know, the whole country down for 28,000 cases. I live in a county of 400,000 people. I guarantee you there's probably more than 28,000 cases in just this county. Madness. It's insane to handle it like this. Unless it's a completely different thing or unless they know something that we don't know, I, I cannot understand why we're even worrying about this. Like why why they're shutting countries down for this anymore. I mean, it, Shanghai is one of the largest cities in the world. I mean, it's, it's, there's 26 million people and there are 28,000 cases. I just said, I'm in a county of 400,000 people. I bet there's 28,000 cases in this county right now. Yeah. You can't get rid of it. Well, Richard's so, judge, judges so, right. COVID is here to stay. It's going to be here forever. At first, we thought two years ago that maybe we could figure it out. The vaccines obviously have helped to a certain extent with the symptoms, but it went, to eliminate this, it's like we'd be, chasing, we'd be chasing this for the rest of our lives. It's like the flu. It's going to keep changing. It's going to be complete variations. If we continue to just hide out you know, and not do anything, which I was doing for a long time, and I've thrown in the towel on that because you can't hide forever. We're two years into this, man. We're two years into this. It's there's bigger things to worry about now. And you know, obviously there's gonna be some people that get it worse than other people, but for a lot of people, it's just been a bad cold or a bad flu. So anyway, if you're trading these stocks this morning, keep your today, keep your head on a swivel because they're all, all trying to down because of, of this very all right, thing. guys. I'm yeah. gonna hop, let you finish up. Great job today, Triple what a, Go get them. Speak what, to a guys po- later what, what a positive way note to end the show on. Uh we are gonna wrap it up though, because we have to head on over to live trading with Benzinga. Um there's something else I just wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Watch out for some Fed speak. We're going to get some more Fed speak at 930 Eastern time today. Um, so just keep your head, your keep your eyes open for that. Uh, we do have some earnings to discuss. We'll talk about that tomorrow because earnings are going to pick up again on Wednesday. Uh, but if you haven't already, do us a quick favor. Hit that thumbs up button wherever you're watching this show, whether it's on YouTube, whether you're watching us on Facebook or like us on Twitter. If you're watching us on Twitch, um, hitting the like really does help. It, it sounds dumb, but it really does help. That's why we ask you to do it. Uh, see you later, Dennis. Uh, thanks to our guest, Tim Quast. Uh, thanks to all of you for watching. Thanks to everyone in our chat. And uh, please remember, as always, that all the information from today's show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. We are just over 
a week away from the next Benzinga conference, the Cannabis Capital Conference. The link to to buy a ticket is in the description, complete with a discount code. So check that out. Also, we're like a month away now from the Fintwit Conference in Vegas that Benzinga is co-sponsoring. Link and discount code for that also in the description. I'll even bring it up on the screen for you. Uh, there it is right there. Uh, but again, the link to that is in the description of this video. That's a wrap. Live trading with Benzinga going live in a couple minutes here. Mitch, Ryan, Zunaid doing their thing through the open, telling you what's on their watch list, taking questions from the chat, looking at your stocks, looking at their stocks, trading through the open and beyond. So head on over there. The stream will end and redirect to those guys. Everyone, good luck at the open today. And uh, let's make some money. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.